right. We didn't get a rose, but we're still here. I'm your host, Mike Carosa, and with me, as always, my co-host. It's your boy, Chris Mejia. <laughs> hey, Chris. How's it going, buddy? It's going good, buddy. It's good to see I, you. How are you doing? I'm going to read you really quick, because even with autotude, somehow you were off key, bro. I don't know how <laughs> that happened. <laughs> like <laughs> you didn't need to do that you didn't need to do that i did i you could have just <laughs> let me live in this fantasy world where my voice sounded so beautifully and i could start a music career no ma'am i'm not letting you have that that's no uh-uh. you got the machine you make Is this the machine because i made you. you watch 27 dresses yes anyway <laughs> today's episode <laughs> it 100 percent yeah, last you know episode, what? just so you know, last <laughs> episode we did 27 dresses and we neither well, actually first and foremost, what is your opinion on that movie? Have you seen it? Oh wait, yes. fuck. Uh, I, we I didn't forgot. Even we, <laughs> we didn't even enter. Okay, our guest. Yeah, my bad. My bad. My bad. All right. Our guest my- for today is is one of my best friends. Okay. She's a fantastic comedian and writer, uh, actor, auteur. Darling, it's Cassie Cow. Hi, Cassie. Thank you. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm always, yeah. I'm so honored to be on the podcast. I never watched uh, The Bachelor, so I'm psyched that you guys got over it. So now I could be on. <laughs> yeah. First and foremost, yeah. I just want to say I am a professional. I'm so sorry. A professional <laughs> what, Chris? We... <laughs> a professional what? A professional podcaster. Okay, I have the arm. Have we the all arm, have right? the arm. We have the, the mic arm. Uh... <laughs> So I yeah, Cassie, watch, what... I did watch 27 Dresses actually very recently, like around the time that Mike watched it as well. Oh, so what and is what was your opinion? <laughs> I wanted so badly for James Marsden to really get it. Like I really thought he could have been leading man, but he he didn't he didn't do it. He didn't mm-hmm. do it. It was a bad movie. And I yeah. love James Marsden and like. It was bad. It was bad, bad. I had somebody yeah. get mad at me for calling it bad. Shout out. Hey, Sarah, if you're listening at all, uh, you're just wrong. I don't care how many times <laughs> you've seen this movie. I was like, have you watched it recently? Because I, I totally don't think you have. And she's like, no, I watched it like a couple months ago. I love it. It's so good. I'm like, yeah. this is I don't respect your taste on nothing. Now, there's no I- way. I was looking for a particular rom-com about a bride and watched that one by accident. But uh, there are so many that I can't tell the difference between them. I thought it was 27 mm-hmm. Dresses, but it wasn't. And then I watched Bride Wars and it wasn't that. No, I, of course not. There's a there's a whole other one that's the Maid same concept. Ew, yes, I th- I haven't watched it yet, but I think it is. Unlike, and, but I'll let you know. I'll watch it and it probably won't be it. Either. Wait, Mike, what movie did you say? Maid of Honor. I don't know oh, if it's that okay. one. The Wedding Planner is probably the one you're thinking of because it's J-Lo and it's a classic rom-com. No, I've seen that one. No, it's a bad one. So I was like, it's probably oh, 27 dresses. <laughs> I didn't realize you meant a bad one uh, because, yeah. Okay, okay, fine. Yeah. Yes. I was guessing in the right territory. I just didn't realize you it absolutely so populated. Were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a dense area, oddly <laughs> enough. It is shocking how many ba- like rom-coms get the the grace that a lot of other stuff doesn't, you know, like why does rom- why does a rom-com get to be so bad it's good and even then like failing on that front it's embarrassing. Um There's another one with Deborah Messing and she hires a prostitute to go to a wedding 
with her and then they fall what? in love. Hell what? Yeah. It uh, it's it's either Dylan McDermott or the other one who looks the same. The you know wedding who? date. That that one was really fun. Deborah Messing <laughs> and Dermot Mulroney. Mulroney. Yeah. Yeah. And Amy Adams. Oh, is Amy, Amy. Adams in that? She yeah. plays someone named Amy. We're learning a lot about movies. You know what? We're going to have a wedding month on the podcast. I think we're going to do more of these garbage <laughs> fucking. Oh, God. Yeah, she hires anyway. a male escort to pose as her boyfriend at her sister's wedding in order to dupe her ex fiance who dumped her a few years prior. Also, I saw this in theaters in 2005. I loved it. <laughs> oh, my God. I will say this. Deborah Messing came up, so we have to say it. Free Palestine. Go fuck yourself, Zionists. Uh, bye-bye. Oh. All right. Oh, big time. She's losing her mind online and stuff. Oh, oh no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, isn't it a fun landscape to be in? Online people that you used to like and stuff are now being like, hey, no, 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 no. This genocide's fine. I don't even know why I use that word. It doesn't qualify. But this one's okay, right? You're like, uh, wow, what the fuck, dude? No. Mike, we were already going through that with COVID. Oh, yeah. I mean, we go through all of it a bunch of different times over. We went through it with the fucking... Oh, I can't think of it. Oh, yeah. Else. Mike's why been mad since, since 2020, for sure. <laughs> I've been mad since before then. You were mad since before then. But it really did kick up a notch in 2020, mm-hmm. and it hasn't yeah, come down oh, since... Yeah. Yeah, I think 2020 really put things into perspective where like it's kind of like, yeah, I'm a sweet, fun boy on stage, but I'm a real person with real anger. Where else do I let it out? I can't always be in a Popeye's yelling at a friend about stupid shit. You know, that's a straight up Cassie. The last time we hung out in Toronto before the pandemic was like (laughs) me dragging you to Popeye's. I truly love Popeye's. I have so many like milestone emotional moments inside Popeyes. <laughs> it's that that tracks because truly they, they they know what they're doing there. They, they do. They, they do. That sandwich fucking I'm telling Look, you, I'm telling you, the second they actually season the sandwich with the spices uh, and not just do spicy sauce, it's a wrap. Uh, it's it's gonna be I, the best I don't fuck fried chicken with sandwich. spicy I don't fuck with spicy at all, but I will say spicy, spicy, hurty, like it, it, it's hot. It hurts spicy, not spicy. It's flavor spicy. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah so the... but I'll say I remember. So remember, somebody got stabbed over that that sandwich. But I remember <clears throat> I'll never forget when I moved from Toronto back to Montreal, like for good, because I had a panic attack when I came to Toronto and I was like, I'm going to die here. Um, oh, we were on the phone for like hours while you were driving. Yeah, panicking. You stayed on the phone with me for three and a half hours on a six-hour drive back to Montreal. Yeah, only because only because you let me go. I would have stayed with you the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah what, I was, what a sweet friendship moment. I remember because I was like, I need someone to keep me awake because I had just driven to Toronto to move back. Got there and was like, no, turning around. And you stayed on the line with me to keep me awake. But you were also like, I have all this stuff I want to talk about. So this is perfect for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, and that I, does sound like me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it worked out. But I also was like, oh, shit, we've been on the phone for three hours. 
I, I, I think I'm sorry. Like I, this is a lot of your day. Oh no, That's... I I feel like that's totally a me move to be like, I will keep you company. Also, will you talk about my things? <laughs> I mean, it worked out. I didn't fall asleep behind the wheel once, and <laughs> so that was that was a wild time. And so I I remember on the way back when I so that was when I before I moved all my stuff back because I had to go back down to Toronto with my cousin who's a, who like had a moving company and he moved all my stuff back and we stopped in like Kingston at an en route in Kingston, Ontario, where they had a Popeye's that was just straight up deserted. When we parked, nobody was there. Nobody's in line. Get to the front of the line. I'm like, you got this sandwich that everybody's freaking out about. And the guy behind the counter was like, yeah, man. And I was like, I will try this and see if it's worth it. And he's like, it's pretty good. And I'm like, perfect. Can I tell you, I just had the sandwich for the first time this past week. Really? What? Yeah, I was having a bad day. I got myself to Popeye's, tried to have a new life experience. It was really worth it. How come you, oh my God. How come you didn't want to have it before? I like the pieces of chicken. Uh, I love them too. You're not, I understand you're not that. A sandwich person, you prefer it just yeah. Like, even okay. when I get burgers, I'm the kind mm. of person who like throws away the buns. Yeah. Okay. okay. I love yeah, a that's bun. fair. That's fair. I love yeah. a bun. But My I I got the I... sandwich. I got the sandwich and I ate it proper for the full experience with the bun. It was great. It was yeah, excellent. It was it's, fantastic. It's, no, no. Thank. Yeah. I hate I hate when places is like, oh, we have a chicken sandwich, but they just take two tenders and put it on in between a bun. Like, that's not a sandwich. Don't no. Yeah, just... that's like McDonald's. Don't put a yeah. freaking nugget in there. Like, yeah, stop. don't don't do it's that. It's a big like, nugget, to be fair. If you're going to do that, have the bread on the side. Like, don't give me this whole fake ass. And you know what? You I'll bite, feel fancy. One nugget falls out. It's so I, also, I fuck, like... my bread's on the side. I feel fancy about it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> If I'm going to a fat food place, they give me, me bread like, on the side. Don't treat me like I'm stupid, like I don't see what we're doing, right? Like, don't try to bamboozle me by packaging it different. Yeah. So anyway, I'll never forget the Popeye sandwich because I got, like, that was the meal I had that day was the I just, sandwich. I just, I forgot someone got stabbed over a fast food oh, yeah. item. And oh, that's. Yeah. Wow, we were really going through it in the in 2020. <laughs> I mean, was... <laughs> yo, speaking of 2020, but then the this. best part, the best part yeah. was that the sandwich came out. There was hype. Someone got stabbed, and then uh -huh. people were like, afterwards, be would try the sandwich and be like, in all honesty, be like, you know what? Kind of worth the stabbing. Like it was, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was yeah. If somebody good. tried to take this from me, I'd have been mad too. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Popeyes is really there for you in peak emotional moments. It's really mm. a good buddy. The first time I tried to go, uh, when I walked up to, the, I had because there's in Seattle, there's no real fast food places really, so you have to drive mm -hmm. outside of the city because the city is stupid. And I so I had to drive like 30 minutes to a Popeyes, and as soon as I showed up, they had a sign on the door that said "We're out of the sandwich," and I was like, "Well, well I'm already here. I'll just order some food." And mm. then it was packed inside. And like a fight almost broke out in the lobby. Uh, and like one person was uh, this one dude like threatened uh, someone was just like, I'm going to knock your teeth out. And just like none of the workers said shit. No one in the lobby Ooh. said shit. Just like we just heard this very loud verbal threat. And just everyone was like, I'm just trying to take my tendies and go. <laughs> so it's mm -hmm. just, mm -hmm. <laughs> it was very. And you know what? 
But you know, I'm not any better because I also was like, wow, the floor and the tile looks really interesting. I just, I'm going to keep my eyes there for a little bit. I mean, look, that's my Popeye story. I understand where you're coming from, keeping your eyes down, but I would have, I would have watched. I'm the not. I'm I'm looking. I'm not keeping my eye. I'm not averting my eyes. I'm looking. I'm waiting for the eye contact. And if that guy comes at me like what? And I'll be like, I don't know, man. Pretty big deal for a fucking burger. Like, I, I take it down you, a notch. I thought you were going to say that you were going to stop and help. But you're like, no, nah, I'm going to I'm going to get my show. Hey, some people some people think twice when they realize somebody's watching them intently. And that mm -hmm. is enough to dissuade some folks. And I'll, I'm confrontational. Yo, Cassie, you know this. I'm so confrontational. <laughs> you are so, like, surprisingly. But I think I would really pull a Meg Ryan and just be like, I'll have what that guy's having. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm I sorry, want my uh, teeth knocked out, too. <laughs> I want the item that makes me want to commit assault in front of several witnesses. I, would, I just, I I just want to feel something. <laughs> oh wow i just yeah, want to feel alive nuts, i've been huh? locked in my apartment for god knows how long quarantine has been we as a people just got way more violent and aggressive like just entirely human beings covid was like the the, the lockdowns and everything first of all check this out this is a fun parallel march 2020 last thing i got to do before the pan pandemic was announced as a pandemic and everybody should stay inside. I got to do a weekend with Kyle Kinane in Toronto. And now this weekend, the the, the day after this comes out, I'm going to be in Rochester, New York, also featuring for Kyle Kinane for the hey. weekend. Hey, very happy about it. But I'll say other great things came out of being locked down, like this podcast is a product yeah. of being locked down. Uh, Tiger uh, Cassie King. and I. <laughs> our no. script, our script is a Cassie product and of I the wrote lockdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cassie yeah, and I wrote a pilot, and we're Ooh. I'm I'm still really proud of it. And also, we're <laughs> we're gonna work Send on a buddy it to me. I would like are, to we... read it. It'll take me eight months to read it, but I, I want to read it. Oh, I'm a, I'm yeah, a very slow reader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, Cassie, to be clear, I I can read. I just I have ADHD, so it's I feel like this is like time. questionable. You seem really defensive about this. <laughs> I mean. To be fair, like Listen, he's, he's I can truly... read, okay. I can read. I just choose not to. Right. I can and I will at some point read. But listen, if the girl from Glee can get this far in life without being able to read, I feel Shut like I up. should be able to Boo. Boo. Did Boo. you not know that? No, I know the meme you're referencing. Oh, it's not Leah real. Michelle. Yeah. No, Le she she definitely can't read. <laughs> it's so funny. When Twitter was like having a field day with just her image pretending they couldn't read shit that was great i just sent the pilot in the chat your move chris um okay. anyway i'm gonna anyway. move that there and we're oh, there okay guys we're we doing a podcast enough. about Ron Cassie, okay where can people find you oh my gosh just at my house you know <laughs> um, <laughs> i don't really go anywhere else or else the internet i'm on instagram i'm on I'm actually not really on anything anymore. I got off the internet because of all the things we said about the internet. Um, but that's I'm not at... true. You still go viral sometimes. Like you're, <laughs> I get sent your text message from a friend being like, "This is so true," and I'll be like, "That's my oh, friend yeah? Cassie's tweet from when she was with her ex boyfriend a while back." 
Oh, that one. Well, I mean, listen, when you um you when you create evergreen material, you just can't, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm so iconic. <laughs> so sorry, I'm so iconic. Okay, uh, you know what? I love that so much. Put that on a shirt. That's so. I'm sorry, I'm so iconic. <laughs> At minimum, you gotta put it on like a mug. That's that's good. <laughs> I love that. Um, no, I do okay. I'm at the Cassie Cow everywhere. You'll find me somewhere online. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially if you send me a cat meme, I will come out and find you. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll, the, most of our time lately, because we've been so busy, is me sending you a cat video and you sending one back. And it's just like, I know it's all. Look, I'm a dog person. All right. Dogs fucking rip. I'm a dog guy. I want dogs. I can't do cats. I can't have a cat. This, I'm just too uh paranoid that the cat's gonna rip my shit to shreds especially when it's meant to be out of reach i don't fuck with that cats you're too you're too mean and also litter boxes i can't stand them but will i cuddle the fuck out of a sweet little kitty cat yeah absolutely i will do i love it when i get when i see videos of cats being adorable yeah where do they get sent they get sent to my girlfriend and to cassie that's who <laughs> i send cat videos to this guy, this guy waits for me Morty. by the door and he uh, he barks at me sometimes if I'm not paying attention to him. Morty's such an adorable kitty cat, but also a little scared boy who did not want to get any closer to me when I was over there last like summer. <laughs> He's such guy. a cutie. He's just been sleeping so on my table as I've been working these days. Adorable. The older I get, the more I used to not like cats at all. But then the older I get, the more I like the idea of cats, but I'm allergic. So I just I can't I can't get near cats. But I like the older I get, the more I'm like, I, I kind of fuck with the fact that they're independent and they just. Yeah, it's more I of know. a roommate than like a, a responsibility. Like, I, <laughs> Absolutely. I I like I want, that they just that. live here. Yeah. No, they just like live here, but they're shorter. Me. So like yeah, they're right. just on a different plane of existence. Uh -uh. I mean, they're I kind need... of a bad roommate because they don't clean and they make you yeah. feed them. And then no. if you don't feed I them like... when they want, they'll wake you up and, and scratch they keep you. Mice That's away. not true. My cats don't do that. They're self-cleaning, self-feeding. That's better than a lot of men I've dated. <laughs> Yeah, Cassie, your track yeah, record is not amazing. <laughs> I have a my bad. I didn't know we were we were comparing <laughs> against the bare minimum here. Uh, yeah. Also, you've got you've got some videos up on online of your stand up, and people can check that out. Mm -hmm. Like you did a new wave of stand up. You've done some tapings. Cassie wow. Cow, worth checking out online. Get on the stand up train. Um, you can find us at We Didn't Get a Rose on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Mike Carroza, M-I-K-E-C-A-R-R-O-Z-Z-A. -Z -Z -A. Check out my link tree for all that stuff. I have my other podcast called Am I the Bullcast? It's my Magic the Gathering podcast. If there's any crossover here, I'd be shocked. And Chris, uh, honey, baby, sweetie, my lover, <laughs> where can people find you? I turned it on uh its head this week. At Chris Mejia Comedy on Instagram and TikTok, and then at Topher Mejia on Twitter and Twitch. Uh, follow your boy. Um, and it's going to be starting a new podcast project soon. I'll announce it mm -hmm. once it's ready. 
Uh, but it's actually not going to be a comedy podcast. It is going to be a crying uh, podcast. Yes, it's just going to be me crying for an hour. It's just, uh, and it's uh, it's just actually the same crying tape. I, I wasn't <laughs> able to cry multiple times. I just uh, only could get it out once. Toxic so, masculinity, man. No, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Listen, I ain't no bitch. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> anyways i'm sure there won't be any long-term effects for me not crying <laughs> um but yeah uh uh so keep your eyes peeled for that uh and uh I sh i've been trying to get better at streaming streaming at least once a week the past two streams i tier ranked how likely it was each u.s president sucked the dick or not um on a scale of if they were secretly bisexual and they have I they have both never sucked a dick and never eaten a pussy. Uh that's the scale that we were <laughs> working with. Um shout out to all the, the actually a lot more secretly bisexual presidents than you think. Uh shout out to JFK, rest in peace. Shout out shout to, out to Clinton. Cannon. Uh <laughs> shout out to Abe Lincoln. There was a Abe a Lincoln? Yeah. There was okay. a You'd be surprised. All right. Also, I learned a lot about this uh president. It's great that we're Hardy. talking about this right before we're gonna talk about a Disney movie. I'll just say this real quick. I learned a lot about a president because honestly, Googling each president, this was the most I've ever learned about U.S. presidents. Uh, and I learned one president got in a, uh, a scandal because he was cheating on his wife for 15 years. And the, the mistress uh, blackmailed him, not because, hey, what you've been doing is wrong, because uh, she was also married. So it was a mutual cheat. She blackmailed the president. Uh, into funding a trip to Europe and shit because World War One was about to happen and she didn't want America to go to war with Germany because she not because she was from Germany but because she used to live there and loved it so much. That's so nice. Like it's it's nice, but she's it's also using, like... she's using her um personal leverage for like world peace. I feel like that's so admirable. Which no, in, like, in it... World War One, I, I I could get on board with defending Germany. <laughs> I think, but the second one number changes, that's a problem for everybody. Uh, <laughs> if we start supporting that one number up, we we apologize to Deborah Messing somehow. <laughs> to be clear, she wasn't like, oh, you can't like. Let's not go to war at all. It was like just don't fight Germany. Like she was basically like, <laughs> oh, I don't don't fight nuts. there. Okay, retracted, I, retracted. I, I like the vacation there in summer. Like it it's like that moment in Oppenheimer where that one guy was like, No, I've been to Kyoto. I like it there. <laughs> don't bomb Kyoto. Uh, I, I haven't seen Oppenheimer. I saw Twitter talk about it though. <laughs> Hey, will I ever watch Oppenheimer? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm busy yeah. watching Dexter again. And let me tell you, that show is way more annoying than I remember it being. Anyway, uh, dates and deeds online. Uh, I'll be in Rochester January 25th to 27th and then February 17th to the 26th. I'm in Chicago. All right. We got to talk about a movie because that's what this podcast is. Cassie Cow picked a movie that I'm going to be honest. I wasn't sure it would qualify as a romantic comedy. Oh, get out of here. It's my favorite. Why wouldn't it qualify? It's romantic and it's comedic. Okay, excuse me just a second. The central theme and the <laughs> central plot of the movie does not revolve around a relationship. That is why, like, that's what I think of when I think of romantic comedies. I think it revolves around a romantic relationship. However, 
the movie selected, which Cassie will tell us what it is momentarily, centers more on like, you know, a coming of age story where there is some romantic element to it. But Cassie, go ahead. Tell us what what movie we watched for this episode. That's actually a fair criticism in retrospect. I just love this movie that in my head, I've. I've always labeled it a rom-com and never bothered to check. <laughs> I honestly, when you so, when you suggested this movie, I was like, I haven't watched it in so long. Maybe there's something I'm forgetting. But then I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, this doesn't qualify, right? Like, But we have a podcast scheduled, so let's do it. I just it love crazy. the movie. <laughs> it's a fun movie. She I enjoyed it. in love. It's got a really iconic kiss scene first kiss scene yes and yeah. that that is exactly it okay i so I was there telling are... mike before you jumped on i was like there's technically romances in the film and uh-huh. also we did it's forgetting... always good when you have to say technically by the way that's always <laughs> we also great. did forgetting sarah marshall where really the romance between Jason Segel and Mila Kunis is in the background of that the, movie. Se- the central romantic the point, relationship is over though we argued the point that the real romance in the film is Jason Segel learning to heal and love himself. Right, so, and that's very sweet and stuff. But let's not movie, forget. I, I, I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting you off. No, 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 no. I'm cutting you off. No, no, I'm cutting you off. You cutting me off. No, I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting you off. No, no, I'm cutting you off. How do I mute you? Okay. Oh, I can literally mute you. Yeah! Hell yeah! Power for Mikey. Chris is going nuts. Anyway, Chris, you're going to have to listen to me say this. The romantic relationship that the no, movie that's the act that I'll mute myself. <laughs> I did it again. The romantic, the real <laughs> the romance. <laughs> so the romance, <laughs> romance in the movie is not only yes, her realizing that she wants to fuck her her best friend's brother the whole time, but then also She's she learned. She learned Let's use different love, language here. She learned to love herself and yes. be comfortable with herself and not let other people determine how she should feel about herself and just embrace herself. And she loves an entire country. We learned that at the end, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Okay, right. hold on a sec. Hold on a second. Hold so this movie's second. about self-discovery. This movie is about... Uh, it's a- So forgetting Sarah Marshall, <laughs> the relationship that ended was was the one that is the central romantic relationship. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Okay. It's about <laughs> I never want to do this again. I don't want to mute you anymore. And most importantly, it's about nationalism. <laughs> Have we even mentioned what movie it is? Did we mention the movie? Oh, Have uh, we said Princess it yet? Diaries. <laughs> Cassie picked the Princess Diaries starring Anne Hathaway and Dame Julie Andrews. <laughs> Like, tell me we don't Elizondo. think of this movie as a rom-com. It's a rom I think of it as a kid's movie. No. Yeah, no. 100%. Girl. I think, so, I think. I was a kid my, when it came out, kid's movie. I think there's, I, I personally think there's a lot of movies where we see them as both rom-coms and, for lack of a better term, quote-unquote, chick flicks. And I feel like right. society just basically sees them as the same thing. Um, and I, it was funny because when I uh, told my girlfriend we were going to do this movie, she was like, oh, my God, I love that movie. Can I watch it with you? I'm like, I oh, love- of course. Yeah. And she was yeah, like, good and she kind of thought about it. She was like, I don't think it's a rom-com. 
I agree. But she was like, but she was like, I'm going to allow it because I love this movie and I just want to watch it. <laughs> That's, I love that your to girlfriend be fair, gets also to allow what it. I thought. <laughs> No, you know what? We're doing like Golden Globes categories, okay? Mm -hmm. If it seems to fit, it fits. (laughs) Okay, look, we're 30 minutes into the podcast. We're not even talking about the movie yet, but we're talking about whether or not it qualifies. We're already committed to talking about it. Okay. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, Mike. Okay. 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 Also, it was so funny. It was like actually so much funnier yeah. than I even remember it to be. Yeah, there was there I, was a good amount of moments where I I open mouth laughed. Yeah, and like, I texted or- my girlfriend like you would make fun of me so hard right now, and she said, "Oh my god, are you fucking crying at the Princess Diaries?" Yeah, let's Yeah, it was so good. And also, honestly, Anne Hathaway was doing some like top-notch physical humor all throughout yeah, she's movie. great yeah oh well, yeah so this is this i know like so i did the math she was like 19 when this movie yeah came out. she was 18 um, when she shot, she shot it 17 according to imdb oh yeah oh yeah well yeah she was but, a proper teen but you could tell you can tell that she the talent was there because oh, i feel yeah. like for a what was marketed as a kids movie by disney like yeah. there is I'm I'm not saying she did Academy Award level acting in the movie. I am. Like, I'm not saying until Miz, <laughs> not until Les Miserables. I'll tell you what, Miss. Well, it's so much both... harder to make people laugh than to make people cry. Uh, well, yeah, if, to make somebody cry, you call them a dumb bitch. And then what happens? You know what I mean? To make them laugh, you call them a dumb bitch. And then what happens? You see I what was saying? just going to say. First and foremost, and that's no shade. I love, I love. But you could, you could definitely see in the film that she knows how to do the craft. Like you could definitely see it where it wasn't just like let's just get Mm -hmm. a young person who can do good enough. For example, the hot boy in the movie. Oh God, is like oh you got movies because you were considered hot at that time. Like whereas like Anne Hathaway. Like you could tell it's like you know how to act. You know how to do this shit. I, okay. I'm gonna I'm also gonna say Mandy Moore plays a bitch so well. I, and it's like <laughs> Mandy Moore, that was Mandy Moore's first movie. And she was, was she really? always had the sweetest, like, you know, persona. Cause I yeah. liked her music before because it was Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera were like out uh competing for the top spot out mm-hmm. there but i was out here like mandy moore is nice and she wears shirts that are full size <laughs> <laughs> yeah because this this was because she did dr doolittle too but she was just a voice of a bear so this was her first real role and then right after this was a walk to remember oh a walk to remember was so good i watched that in religion class in high school isn't that yeah. fucking stupid? A <laughs> French high school was like, well, we're going to watch this movie and then we're going to talk about it. It was a good uh, movie. Did you have a good discussion? I was I was new to a French school having only learned a little bit of French. I I was not paying attention to the movie that I couldn't follow. Anyway, you didn't uh, know French when you went to high school. Like I knew enough to be like I played on hockey teams and I could read some forms. Like I wasn't but you're speaking fluent. French. Well. 
Yeah, now I wasn't then. I'm talking about mm. when I was 12. I wasn't doing Listen, amazing. Mike wasn't about it. He wasn't about it until he got older. It's like when an actor, you know, it's but like it's Matthew hard. McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey phoned yeah. in acting for so long. And then once he got older, he was like, let me show you bitches that I actually will take this seriously. And that's that's what Mike did. Mike is the Matthew McConaughey <laughs> of learning of French. French? <laughs> Add what, uh, add what, add what. All right, what's happening? So, Shout out to all the French oh people who got that. We, um, asked this, we asked this with every guest. Uh, mm -hmm. So you chose this movie, Princess Diaries. Mm -hmm. What does this movie mean to you? Oh, my gosh. Shut up. I love this movie so hard. I was watching it today, <laughs> and I was thinking I actually think this might be my favorite movie. Ooh. Uh, wow. I, I, well, I watched it in theaters, and uh, when I was little – we were so poor that it was like such a big deal to go to the movie mm. theater. We would go like once a year and it would be a whole situation. And mm. my dad came to watch it with me and he loved the movie too. And Ooh. we just like bought it on DVD and watched it over and over to the point where I, I realized in that movie, they say Grove high school so many times and I had the mm. subtitles on and I was mm. like, I phonetically remember how they say this, but I never knew that that's what they were saying. Oh, Grove, because they would just say like, oh, it's Grove, whatever. And I was like, I don't understand what this is, but I still mm -hmm. remember the cadence of their voice. I've watched this movie so many times when I was little. Wow. Wow. And then also oh I read God. all the books when I was little. I was just That's like, right. the source so material. Oh, I just said this movie was so it was so formative for me. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I remember watching this at my cousin's place when we were younger and um. I can feel the old couch, you know, when I think of this movie, that's, that's, that's how far, like, I, that that's what I've got for this movie. It's like, we watched it and I was like, okay, good movie. But like, listen, like, and Mike, I feel like you'll get it. Like this was uh -huh. like, genuinely, my dad really liked this movie. So we would watch it together and he would laugh uh -huh. at all the jokes and I would uh -huh. laugh at all the jokes. And it was like, so Bonding. like, like we like we liked the same parts in the movie and we would like uh -huh. say the lines when they came up. Like, I don't have a lot of those types of memories with my family. You know? <laughs> I, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm not saying anything, uh, but <laughs> I will say that this movie surprisingly produced by Whitney Houston. Whitney really? Houston yeah. produced this movie. In the opening credits, they talk. My oh girlfriend my God. and I both did a a violent double take because we were like, like the Whitney Houston, like the the Whitney like, Houston. Like, there's not like a white one that also no, happens to exist, right? Like it's, the, it's the Whitney Houston, one and, and yep, only. Sure enough, the Whitney Houston produced, produced this movie. Princess Diaries, and oh, check this shit out. I also yeah. I remember when I was little because I had it on on DVD. I remember watching through the director's commentary so many times as well, and like you know, and Whitney Houston was there. That I actually did not know about Whitney Houston, but I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie. When I was 11, I'm not sure that I knew who Whitney Houston was. So unclear. Fair. No, of course. But you watched it this morning. You didn't see Whitney Houston. <laughs> no, I didn't. You were focused on the landscape of San Francisco. I was actually thinking what a like fun time back when they used to do those long opening credit sequences. Yeah. Oh, don't get yeah. those anymore. Yeah, that's we true. don't. I met. Yeah. You know Which what? I though? both miss and don't miss because I did hate Some... how it would take like 18 goddamn minutes for the movie to actually start because I needed to yeah. see 
but I loved the the, the things. And I was thinking while they were doing the establishing shots, how much story there was in there because you saw the limo with the flags mm-hmm. going by yeah. while they were doing the hilly scooter thingy. But that's and- what you get out of a Gary Marshall movie. That guy knew how to direct movies. It's I like, love it, him. Yeah, please call me Gary. Um, so. Okay, another fun little quirk. They're living in an old repurposed firehouse. Like, yeah, I love that. I feel like they did so many interesting and cool visual choices with this movie that were not in the book that, like, I think really elevates this movie. Like, I just find a lot of comedies now are based on witty delivery of lines, Uh but this movie had so much going for it visually and visual humor. And, like, oh, there's also good. There's also stuff that, like, you know, Anne Hathaway is the reason why the brush breaks in her hair. She like suggested it on set and they were like, that's great. Let's use that. And then Larry Miller was doing a lot of improv. Uh, Paolo Pudinesca, which is offensive. Um, <laughs> And there's a lot of like really like they're just like the cat's name is Fat Louie. And that's from the books. Sure. But like yeah. fun. Um, Lily's like playing with an elastic ball in the middle of like debate class, but like up here where her face is and throwing it between her hands. And you're like, you're the weirdest fucking loser. And it's just, <laughs> and she is, oh my God. Let's, okay, hold on a second. I was going to say, things. I love that Michael is so weird because he's so like not really, there's not much to him other than he's like the real love interest, but uh-huh. they didn't just make him like, handsome and perfect you know they they made him the lead singer of the band rooney like he was still like a oh that's so no he was so weird no that's who it is the lead singer of the band rooney plays michael oh i don't know i don't know what that band is he's like just it was basically the boy band like it was like another hansen but less successful you know like that's that's (laughs) who it was like, oh, it's a boy band, but they play instruments. It's not like Backstreet Boys, but it's like he is whatever. the younger it's... brother of Jason Schwartzman. Oh, he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but no, I mean, as a character, I don't think that they made him like the really hot, perfect boy. I thought he was no. so weird. Like he liked the like quirky. He was very manic pixie dream boy, you know. And he was so quirky, and he would like put the envelope in his mouth and use the mask. It was so weird. Yeah, I mean that was fun. He was he was a goofy one. I like, but he was still hitting the hallmarks of like, oh, he's a he can work on cars and he's in a band and he's got that swoopy hair that's on its way and has like the hot look. You know what I mean? I think it's really iconic that he's shorter than Anne Hathaway and we don't really mention it, but it just, I love it. Yeah, I think you know what? Great. I didn't I didn't even think about that because my whole life. I'm I'm the shorter one. So, so so a few things. One, I remember at some point of the movie, I leaned over to my girlfriend and I was like, he's like 2000s Timothy Chalamet, where he's just like a boy who is considered attractive, but he also looks anemic. Like that's mm. that's the vibe <laughs> that I got from him. And then uh, two, when he's in the garage and his band is practicing, one, uh-huh. why the fuck are M&Ms on your piano? I because don't. it's foreshadowing M for Mia and M for yeah. Michael. Oh, oh, I forgot. Oh, okay. M and M. That was still no, stupid. Is that that, no, it was extremely stupid. What are you fucking doing? This is your equipment. Wipe the the Dude. candy off. 
Get a bowl together, you stupid bitch. Dude, well, he gets to doing? eat it. He gets to play, and then he gets you to can play on. and eat when you got a bowl next to it. You don't need to have your fucking fingers smashing yeah, the Cassie, M&Ms. Yeah, I'm not to gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. It's <laughs> this movie was. You great. got a piano. It. That you, was weird. Like, you press down. <laughs> you get an M&M under your finger. You accidentally crush it. You're like, well, hit that note a little too hard. You're like licking your finger mid song. Get the fuck out of here. What a psycho ass loser. What a dumb. And you know what? The movie's like, oh my God, it's M&M's, huh? What a look at that. M&M? Sponsor time. Uh-oh. Well, Ooh. something I was going to say, and oh. then in that same scene, there's like these two girls on the couch watching the band practice, and one of them, who is so horned up, because she's like talking, so where she's like up. rocking back and forth, Yeah, and she's like, he's hot, he plays guitar, uh, he fixes cars. And it's just like they're talking about the other guy in the band, dog. Oh, well, yeah, they I know what you're getting on the at. piano. And I'm like, I know they clearly it's, playing it was a piano. It was sloppy. It was sloppy. But they immediately go to the guitarist right after. Yeah, like they don't talk to him. To be, yeah, he's not meant to be like popular and cool. Like, yeah, even, he's not like, meant to be saying, the heartthrob. Yeah, like even you're saying like he knows how to work on cars or whatever, but he doesn't really give that vibe. He gives like a bit of a like a weirdo loser vibe. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, but he yeah. does do all this stuff and he is like cute or whatever. It's just like here's the thing. At the end, when he shows up to the Genovian uh, dance or whatever, or like declaration or whatever the fuck, <laughs> and he's got his hair <laughs> slicked back and his sideburns <laughs> patted down. I'm like, could you make this man look more like a soaked rat, please. Can you make this fucking? <laughs> can you make this ham sandwich just look less appetizing right now? His he looked so stupid. Himself. He looked like he was trying to audition for a mob movie, and he walked in, and they were like, "I don't think you're right for the part." And he's like, "I didn't even read my sides yet." And they're like, "Yeah, dude, I just I don't know what to tell you. You look bad." And he's like, wow, that's Hollywood for you. And they're like, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, get the fuck out of here. And that's how I felt about it. I hated what he looked like at the end to a yeah. degree that I would I would fight him. I would he fight him straight up. He looked much better Honestly, with his hair looking like a like a Kirkland signature beetle. Like it, it yo, looked- sh- Hey, Jason Schwartzman's brother, if you're out there and you still got gel, Robert. put in your hair and I'm going to fucking I'm going to I'm going to fight you. That's just it. His sideburns were you. very aggressive. Yeah. Just Does he okay? Has stupid. he done like cool stuff? Like I don't know him from anything. He's in the band Rooney. That's all I've got. I'm gonna look it up. Rooney. He, did he do any band. other hard comedy uh, rom Robert Schwartzman. Not, he's been in a bunch of stuff that I feel like no one's really heard of. Like directed films. Indie in a lot of indie films. He, he he's acted in his cousin Sophia Coppola's projects, The Virgin Suicide, and Lick the Star, and he has starred in The Princess Diaries. Okay, well, oh god, he is Italian. Great. Oh, you whatever. Stupid fucking what a dumb. You know I don't fucking like this. I don't like going like you look so bad. I don't fucking like it at all. <laughs> And Rooney hasn't put out an album since 2016. So. Well, listen, because he's still he's still enjoying that Princess Diaries money, you know, bro. He's still enjoying that Coppola being a goddamn uh, Hollywood royalty shit. I I forget that the Schwartzmans are part of this. It's Schwartzmans and Cage and 
Copeland, they're all together. They're all fa- okay. Look, all right. Now I'm mad about different things. Okay. I love that they had to pick a fake country. They had to be like, it's Genovia. It's between Spain and France. And you're like, there is a country between Spain and France, though. Could you just say Andorra and just like pretend it's Andorra? Yeah, I, it was funny where it's just like, you know how in movies they'll cover the Apple logo when they clearly are using a Mac? Like it felt like that or or like back on Nickelodeon, like on Teen Nick with Drake and Josh and all of those shows, it would be a pear instead of an apple. And it felt very much. Like oh, that. yeah. Yeah. You know what? OK, so let's get started in the movie. Right. OK, check this shit out. We were introduced to Mia. She comes down the fire, the fire pole, which, by the way, everybody. Gary Marshall said that everybody on the production crew got a turn going down the fireman's pole. And I just think that's adorable. I'm sorry, but I mean, you're going fun. to work. I want to go down one. I know, but it's like, I think it's cute that like, all right, it's our last day here. Who who wants if a turn? Going down a fire pole is anything like uh, a stripper pole. I can guarantee you it's the time of your life. Well, it doesn't spin on its own. Oh, and then. Yeah, it probably won't be as fun, but no. they're fun. But, uh, they're fun. They're fun. You, you do a little twirl. It's great. Yeah, I was spin. gonna say I was gonna say watching this movie though, I realized like Mia's so cool. Like if yeah. you met her today, she would be way cooler than Lana. Like she goes rock climbing, she does yoga. She's like she's got a cool artist mom. She lives in a refurbished fire station. Like she's cool as hell. Yeah, but this was what, 2001? Like when that wasn't cool yet. You know what I mean? I know, but I, I mean now when I when I watch it, I'm like, damn, this girl's cool. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And she's also like not a bitch. Like, hey, I'm sorry, yeah. you're not being a piece of shit to other people. That also fucking rules. And you know <laughs> yeah. who sucks? Look, we could spend an hour talking about this one, but yo, Lily is the worst friend. Lily can fucking like what is first of all, Heather Matarazzo is just such a funny face to see anywhere. Let's just put that out there. I love seeing Heather Matarazzo pop up and stuff because the moment I see her, I'm like, that's Heather Matarazzo, unmistakably. And I, she's just like, like uh, such a strange face. And I love it. You know what I mean? I love her face. And I love, I think she's great, but also why did it make her character such an asshole? Like the first scene we get her in, it's, you know, Mia's telling Lily about how she feels about something going on at home. And mid sentence, Lily goes, uh, the fucking popular kids are making out again. Talk about jerk squad over there. And L- Mia's like, oh, yeah, that's totally fine to be interrupted like that for a reason that is totally good. Oh, yeah, they're so gross. I'm in love with the hot one. And, um, and then Lily, like, there's a whole moment where. Lily's talking about fighting with her dad. And I get it's not like the best move for like Mia to be like, well, yeah, at least you have a dad. Like, it's not great to be like (laughs) devalue like somebody else's feelings or like be like, hey, maybe don't complain about the thing that you're experiencing right now because I don't have a father. You know, like that's not the greatest Mm -hmm. thing to be. But Lily's response was. Your dad died like what? Two months ago. I thought you were over this. Whoa. What? Two months ago? I thought you were no, over no, your dad. I feel like it'd be so uncharitable. I read it like she was saying like, oh, I thought like you were good about it. Like, do you still need to talk about it 
or like it has something set you back or whatever. Tone says a lot. No, no, I think she was Tone so says good. So much. She no, wasn't ma'am. a horrible friend, but I do think there was. She was. I think honestly, what annoyed me about her was uh-huh. she was, and I feel like this was big in the. I mean, this is actually still kind of big to this day of like very much talking the talk of like, look at all of these causes I care about and aren't I so self-righteous, but like not really doing anything that that doesn't feel more than just some sort of grand gesture of like, look at like, for example, like inviting her on to talk about like the whales or whatever. It's just like, okay, but like you're, you're shaming people for not caring about causes, but like you don't really feel like you're doing but that's what she but that's what she said in her big speech she said it really sucks to like care but have no power to do anything but like you have Uh, the power to do that and also i like that that became the like root of why mia decided to accept the throne at the end i thought that like dovetailed really beautifully together at the end but Mm -hmm. i'm i'm sorry but like mia getting a makeover and and lily being like who destroyed you uh, is also an absolutely batshit insane way to let somebody talk to you like well because I'm, she was afraid she was afraid that like she mia was changing who she was to try to be popular and stuff like that like she didn't know yet that she was actually a princess also, I think it's a really good friend quality for her to later admit that she was being really jealous and that, like, mm-hmm. she still wants to support her and all of that, you know? Yeah, my only note for that was, like, oh, so these teenagers are this self-aware, but she couldn't be aware when she was, like, two months ago, your dad died. Get over it, bitch. Like, I, like that's, I that's what I have here. Anyway. I didn't read it that way. Also, wow. Lily had one of my one of the funniest moments to me it wasn't an actual one of the funniest moments but it just made me really laugh where she uh mia and uh michael are walking and gushing on each other and lily's like wait up and she's running she's like wait for me and then like these two kids in front of her stop and she's like i'm not talking to you i don't know she says like uh wait for me not you i don't even know you (laughs) exactly i don't even know you yeah exactly (laughs) that That was great really made me laugh this morning that was very funny but it's also like doesn't that speak to like this, like there's a lot of unlikable stuff that Lily does and that it doesn't help you with your point of her being like oh did you mean you're not good because you're still feeling your dad died like go, I'm gonna go be a good friend thing, bro. Let go of it. Let go of <laughs> I'm not letting go no. I'm not gonna I'm okay, not this gonna is, this is for real what I was feeling through watching that movie because it is true that Lily is like insensitive a lot through their friendship mm-hmm. but I think the fact that Mia is able at like crucial points to be like Lily you're like really stressing me out and this is like not nice of you to say that I think to have a friend that you feel safe like actually being like stop you're being such a jerk and then Mm -hmm. they accept that and can repair that relationship with you I think that's actually really big when I was 15 I didn't have friends like that I mean that's fair but also you could see it as Mia being pushed to her breaking point with the friendship like it's not like it's not you re- there's no, no there's no the hair thing I- happened really fast like that car ride sucked and then as soon as they got out of the car she was like lily get off my ass 
And well, right, but then Mia's also dealing with all this stuff and it's compounding over and over again. Not only is she bearing this burden of this secret, she's got to deal with like pleasing her grandmother, the pressure of having to grow up too quickly and rule a country. All, all like, uh, oh, her life is turned upside down, but her friend has been so mean to her for so long, interrupting her, invalidating her being like, yeah, my dad died and I'm still sad about it. Like all this stuff, excuse me, if I had finally been armed with some knowledge that I might be more important than I thought I was, I might want to st- and like add like with this newfound confidence, stand up to somebody who has ostensibly been kind of a bully to me. OK, so like there, there's there's different reads here and that's I fair. Think now- so I think that she first like. Uh, Lily didn't know that she was doing all this. She was just like, why do you think you're better than everyone else that you got a little haircut or whatever? I think that's like totally normal. And I Mm -hmm. think that uh, Mia didn't wait until she was like so upset because Hector Elizondo. Hold on. She was like, I'm fine. I'll take care of it. And then they worked through their friendship. It's not just a little haircut, though. I'm sorry. She didn't just have a haircut. Your friends all of a sudden been showing up to your place to pick you up for school in a goddamn limo with flags for a country that you'll probably have to Google. Oh, wait, Google wasn't around then. Don't you maybe piece a couple things together? Like you're letting on some of the secrets. Like, sure, when you're at school, Mia's not about to be like, I showed up in a limo and respect that. Isn't that cool? Cool kids. No, Mia's trying to downplay it, but you're in on the secret a little bit. You're showing up to a goddamn limo where you're like, why does this have like diplomatic immunity plates on? What's going on here? I'm supposedly so in in touch with with uh, with uh, world causes or whatever. Uh, I I don't know. The uh, point is, I don't buy Lily, and I agree that there are some qualities to this friendship that I can appreciate. But Lily, uh, be less mean about it. Anyway, we got to move on. Catch a falling star and put it in your pocket. Uh, the neighbor's name is Mister Robotussin, which I thought was funny. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go through these notes. I'm just doing it. Uh, it's such a fucking bitch. Yeah, that was for who destroyed you. Okay, so let's talk about Hector Elizondo and Dame Julie Andrews together oh, they, because I'm they, sorry. They are fucking. They are fucking. Yeah, I no yeah, no, that. we know. Her I mean, that's, died. The, that's the real Cinderella story that's happening. Thank you. Yeah. I agree. That's thing. what I, I thought. Think it's I thought it was rom-com. a little fucked up because, like, during the movie, you clearly they clearly had tension of like we have sexual tension. But we're not getting involved because you know nobles yeah. and peasants. Yeah. But then at the end, I was like, I like, I like, like cranked my fist in the air when Bruh. he was like, "Oh, I was about to take you to the garden, but it looks like it's occupied." Yeah. And then I was like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait." So let me get this straight: you'll fuck the head of security, but you won't see your goddamn granddaughter because she's a fucking half. Or with some bro, did Francisco? you watch this fucking movie? Yes, they I stayed did. away from no bitch. They stayed away from her because they didn't want her knowing yeah, yet. Because they were they... protecting her. Yeah, yeah they decided yeah. they were gonna uh, tell her when she's eighteen. Yeah. Oh, I thought they didn't want to stay away because the mom asked to let her have like a normal childhood. Oh. Childhood. What are you talking about? <laughs> watch the movies better, bro. Like, what the hell, man? There's no like peasant shit happening. She's I, a royal. What like, yeah. I what I really liked was at the end where um she was dancing with Hector Elizondo and then the yeah. assistant 
was like, yeah. oh, oh, we have to let her have her moment. That was so sweet. Like everyone yeah, well, was agree. encouraging her to move on and be happy. Yeah, because she had also lost her husband like years prior. Also, excuse me, but when when Hector Elizondo, I don't want to call him Joe. Hector Elizondo is like the best name you can give somebody. Hector Elizondo is teaching Mia how to dance. Anne Hathaway's a great name too, but Mia's the character yeah. and it's shorter. So Hector Elizondo's teaching Mia how to dance, and they're like, okay, you're excused for the day. And she's like, thank you. And she leaves. And Julie Andrews is about to turn off the music and how Hector turns it back on. And he's like, you've been wearing black for too long. Yeah. And he takes her and they dance and they spend, honestly, for look, they spend what is arguably like longer than we need to spend with them if we are like to believe this movie is just about Anne Hathaway. But like when I tell you, I'm tearing up right now. I love this. I thought this was beautiful. Okay. I thought this was so sweet. And he like, oh, it's so nice. It's just so nice that he was like, let me, like you aren't just this like head of a country or like you, it's not all this like have a little like I know you love to dance I've known you for so long please have a little dance like what a nice gesture mm -hmm. and they definitely Yo, care about each other definition and, of big dick energy is Hector Elizondo in this movie Hector I, Elizondo I in was, every Gary Marshall movie <laughs> he was such a good character he had yeah. so many great moments like when Absolutely. he called Anne Hathaway no one can make you feel inferior without your consent he wasn't mm -hmm. the one yeah. to go and like tell Lily to shut up or whatever he was just like you got yeah. it yeah, yeah, it was so beautiful. It was such a he paternal moment. He also has great moment. jokes. He has like great jokes where he's like, "I went to go get these shoes for you, and only in San Francisco <laughs> will they ask you if you want. They want you to wear them yeah. out." Yeah, I, 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 when I heard that joke, I was just like, "Oh, this was back in the yeah. 2000s when, when like people a were little like, risque. Those liberals, you know, <laughs> those liberals over there. No wonder nine uh, eleven happened. You know that kind of shit." <laughs> Like, also, also the part where he was just like, I've never put on pantyhose, but it sounds very dangerous. Was that was great. Like, That's a cute line. There were so many good jokes in this. I was so surprised, first of all, at how well it uh, held up. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, so... yeah. Oh, yeah. And all of the beats still hit like they still land. All of those jokes still landed for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. some uh, some lines don't hold up so well, like when over the PA, when they're like virtual homework can't be accepted for credit. Uh, that didn't hold up so well. Like the nun Literally, calling nine one one and me and was like, uh, yeah. "That's so the only way." Now it's all now. we do is virtual. Yeah, the nun calling nine one one and be like, "They put me on hold," and the other one going, "For the love of God!" You know, like that was very funny. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was the that was the, cute. the slapstick moments of the 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 dinner party scene, like the the sherbet where. She takes too much, and the other oh. two are like, "We got to do it too." And then they're like, "Ah, they're doing like that improv game where you have to mimic one person." Yeah. But I and then another PA moment. I got to get this line out. I got to get this line out. One other PA moment is, "Can the Feng Shui Club please stop rearranging <laughs> the chairs on the lawn?" That got me way too good. That's just a th like that felt like why they hire punch up writers after the movie's done because they're yeah. like we need something here and somebody's like throw this line in you like like Patton Oswalt was in the room or something and they're like okay have them record ADR. 
I love this movie that they like maximize those jokes in all mm-hmm. of those areas where they're definitely ADR'd in there and I they just shocked. like pushed them in there. It was so yeah. good. Quality yeah. movie. Great choice for like for a movie. Does it qualify for the podcast? <laughs> it it does. does because Hector Elizondo and Dame Judy Dench is uh, Dame Ju- Julie Andrews. No, sorry. There we go. We finally Julie got Andrews. Mike. No, no, no. You had me. I just hadn't been able to make my point the whole time. Okay. It's not about Anne Hathaway's romance. It's about Hector Elizondo and Dame Julie Andrews. He said, you've been wearing black for so long. And then did you notice how after that dance scene, she doesn't wear black again the Wait, rest of the movie? True? The rest of the movie, she's got so much more color in her wardrobe. It's so sweet. I did it so sweet. That's so good. It was uh. also it was also really cool. So there's multiple arcs that happen in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's obviously Mia's arc, obviously, um, and it's also her not only come like embracing herself and like uh-huh. like, like learning to like because she also so many times in this movie, and it's actually kind of surprising that a movie pre nine eleven came out in August. Uh, a month prior. What if if Bin Laden saw this movie (laughs) and got a call from the Andorran government, and they were like, "This will not stand." They are yeah. Who's the rival of Genovia or? uh, uh, But no, but for a movie made at that time, there were several moments where she stood up for herself with in like on her own. Like I mean, sure, like there was moments, yeah. Hector would like say something that was inspired. But at the end right. of the day, there was like several things where she was like, you know what? No, I'm establishing a boundary and I'm going to stand up for myself. And I think that was really cool to see. I th- I've, like I will argue, though, that that was in Mia's character before all of this, because it's not just it's the only places where she feels like she can't stand up for herself mm-hmm. is when it comes to the hierarchy at school, right? You've got like the popular kids and Josh and, and and Mandy Moore or whatever. Like those are the only people she doesn't stand up to or like speak her mind to like it. it, Sure. She shined debate club or whatever, but she's the the only person that she's not like, like she's very upfront with her mom. When she gets news, she's upset about it. She's that's a sign of us of a secure relationship that you can like to say when you're unhappy with something but that's basically what yeah like it shows in like for a movie at that time that's dope like watching i'm like oh that's actually really dope that they showed a character be like that when i'm sure like a lot of movies did not have a character who was a woman Mm -hmm. like having those kind of traits in movies. yeah i also i also think like when she just declined the 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 position and like said mm-hmm. that to Julie Andrews like that's actually a really difficult thing to just huge, be like I'm gonna huge. disappoint you but she also yeah. did it with so much grace where she was like I'm not gonna do it because like I couldn't bear to have this whole country be disappointed yeah, in me right. like you were disappointed in me it yeah. was so gracious oh uh, so I cried like, at it wasn't that like too this dramatic thing she was just like no that's too much for spo- I don't even drive yet the yeah fuck yeah mean? I'm not I'm even I like turn 16 next week. Yeah. Like it it is it is a beautiful like that was that on that got me too. Like it was so also, nice. Another arc is uh well so the other arcs are obviously uh-huh. the Queen and Hector like you know yeah. getting together, but then also like the mom finding romance again. Uh even though it's with the teacher, but you know, it's there's nothing uh-huh. wrong with that. That's that's not scandalous. Uh and then no. also the arc of just the queen learning to have fun 
Because like and, she went from like so serious and so about mm -hmm. the schedule to like, but the next like, thing on my list. She's cheating at arm wrestling, but like having fun with or oh, oh the joke the Genovian Order of the Rose. No, that, no, that, the the joke with the corn dog where where she's like it's really good, and then Mia goes, oh great, we'll go get another one, and her face is like got me so hard. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Well, the part good. where uh, they're driving to the place and it's like, oh, where we're going? We're going somewhere cool. Like, do you have any change? She was like, change? No. <laughs> like, it's just such a, oh, is that what the poor people have? Oh, uh -huh. that's so cool. When her um, I, car hits the trolley, like when her car hits the streetcar and the cops are there, the fact that the queen is just like, let's get out of this by making up some bogus shit. But also, I also really think that it's like wild that there isn't like more security happening because there's a lot of people in close proximity to a literal yeah. queen. It's like oh. crazy. But I think this movie also pays off so many callbacks that I love. Like those mm. trolley guys came back at the end at the ball. I did love like, that. There were so many through lines that they didn't lose. And then I just wanted to um point, point out like when Chris was talking about the mom, like I uh -huh. loved mm -hmm. like the relationship between me and the mom. And yeah. I, I thought it was, so, like there are so many really nuanced moments where she was like obviously i get to date and like meet somebody who's regular yeah. as well mm -hmm. and then mia was like well did you ever think that then like everyone would humiliate me and she would be mm -hmm. like no i didn't but i should be thinking about that and that was yeah. such a lovely moment yeah. i agree but then, but then also throughout the movie the mom never went and like Fight, like fought her battles for Mia but then mm -hmm. whenever Mia had something she would always be there to support her and she mm -hmm. always said like my mom never let me cry but you were hurt and so you get yeah. to cry that, that, that made part. me cry and she also really respected sweet. her space like when Mia was going to yeah. the tower she wasn't like get mm -hmm. back down here she was she yeah. looked at the queen and was like hey you're gonna have to give her like 10 minutes like just yeah. let her be yeah. in the tower she'll yeah. come back down yeah. don't worry like it's actually like the more I think about it, I'm like this movie has a lot of healthy relationships in it. It aged and well. It aged mm -hmm. well, and then even like the last arc I was gonna say was like she obsessed over Mr. Hot Boy this whole time, Josh, yeah. and then instantly, like when finally Recognized. really gets to have a moment with him, she's instantly like, I don't want this, mm -hmm. and then. Yeah. Like, and it was just nice to see where it was like, she didn't like, sure. She had an embarrassing moment, but like, it wasn't like she went through this traumatic breakup or whatever. It was just like, she kind of realized, oh, I don't have chemistry with him. Uh, which it was funny. This movie, when I was a kid made me think the leg thing was true of like, if so a girl this is what I want to talk about. Her, if a girl doesn't lift her leg, when you kiss her, she thinks you're disgusting. So I yeah, like that legit gave me a complex firmly, too. Yeah. As a kid, I legit thought that. And like yeah. so, but like also I was an awkward kid and I didn't have games. So I like I didn't like kiss a girl. You were also like a Christian youth kid too, dog. Yeah. You were like you went there like so you... because of that, I was just like, if I do kiss a girl, I gotta figure out if she's lifted her leg or not or not. But like, <laughs> how am I supposed to know? Like I gotta keep my eyes like... open. Yeah. It was it I was honestly, if I did kiss a girl at that time. I would have pulled like the kissing version of when a guy's like, "So did you come yet?" Like it would be, it would uh, be that. But, like, so did you lift your leg? When you did your did your foot pop? Like Chris would be kissing a girl and then like try to, like feel if her foot was off the ground and accidentally kick her in the shin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll basically. say, 
as far as rom-com tropes go, this was a big one. Like, I think mm -hmm. that the quality of, because like, obviously I knew we were going to get here. This is also a qualifier for it to work for the mm -hmm. podcast. Because mm -hmm. it introduced a like, honestly, seminal like thing that I'll never like. When I saw it, I was like, oh, that's right. That's where this is from. I yeah, thought it was like, from um, another rom-com. Yeah, like a really cultural. I I remember also thinking that it was Absolutely. like a thing to measure relationships yeah. by. Yeah. Oh, and I wanted to say nuts. before we move on too too far though. Um, at the end of the movie where she's like flying to Genovia mm -hmm. to live there, I don't know why, but it really surprised me when she said that her mom was going with her. I don't know that I thought that that was going to happen because the whole movie the mom was like well I didn't get with your dad because I want to live my yeah. life in San Francisco my yeah. whole thing's here and at the end I was like and she was like of course my mom came with me and I was like yeah because she loves you obviously yeah. like yeah. at this time in her life like she wasn't gonna do it to like drop her life to go be with some guy or whatever but like now she would move to Genovia because she's not gonna leave her daughter that was so beautiful yeah uh, I'm gonna touch on a couple things. I think we got to speed things up a little bit, but I'm gonna I'm gonna touch I'm gonna touch on a couple things. Um, the timeline and the schedule is so stressful. Like, I get a planner for God's sake. Like, I I don't understand. I couldn't follow like how many different things were supposed to happen on the Saturday, but apparently they all did. And but there was no like there was no indication of any panic for that except for when she tells Michael like. I'll just come next week instead. Like, that's the only time that I was like, oh, okay. So that's happening at the same time. Not a thought about like the, the broadcast thing with Lily. And um, like, I it was, it was that. I, I that. well, I, I, I thought it was maybe like <laughs> the next day and she was like, gonna miss it because of some other shit. Like not because she was literally in like escaping paparazzi. Like also, I thought it was fun that Julie Andrews was watching the broadcast because she was like, that, that's adorable. That I really thought cute. was so, yeah. like, uh, not believable, but, like, hilarious. Very cute. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was adorable. But uh, so it's like, okay, the beach party. Why are two grown men who are broadcasting a beach party from on the radio? Like, what is this? <laughs> and also, Mandy Moore doing Stupid Cupid. First of all, always love that song. Very fun. Love that song. Mandy Moore doing Stupid Cupid on and it's like apparently on the radio. You got these shock jock dick shits like fucking, you know, making those doing those radio sounds. and being like, up next, we got and then nobody else. And you think I thought I was suckered into the Mandy Moore redemption arc because when they were offering to help her, oh, yeah. I was like, wow. Okay, well, we've seen movies before. Sometimes this works. And they got me too. Mm, okay, great job. I did Josh Josh kissing her and her foot getting stuck in the net. Uh not necessarily from trying to pop it, but trying for, to like move away. Him asking for a foot massage was insane. <laughs> yeah, that was that, that was, was funny. Wild. The paparazzi in the woodwork like, play with my feet, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I was like, the foot pump was so I loved it. Like it was so it, in many ways, it wasn't just symbolic. Like they it had a lot of logistical meaning to it mm, where like yeah. she wanted to pop her foot, but it was stuck in the net. But then when mm. it finally was the right moment, it wasn't like she popped her foot and then the fountains happened to go off. It yeah. was like it 
facilitated all yeah. of the lights and everything. I, right. the, the mechanism Which, of it was so beautiful. So two things, two things. One, and it was also really cool where like, because her foot didn't pop, like, yes, she was like, I'm not into Josh anymore because my foot didn't pop. But it was also nice to see where she's like, oh, it's more than just do I find someone cute? Like, it has to be more than that, which was just cool to, like, see that where it, she wasn't just going to obsess over him because, like, oh, I finally got to be with the hot guy. Um, mm. And then at the end, when she pops her foot and it hits the switch and everything lights yeah. up, like, yes, I understand why uh -huh. that's way went down because it was supposed to add to the effect of like this first kiss is uh -huh. really it's meant to be uh -huh. but you mean to tell me this goddamn ball <laughs> they didn't have this these fountains and lights on and shit already you mean yeah. to tell me this fancy ass fucking international event that is so goddamn important and no one was like hey let's have the lights on this is where no, i'm willing to suspend raining. my disbelief it was no it was, it was storming raining. and it was messing everything up no i love it and it stopped no, no, raining. I'm she not said it. On the scene. I'm I just love saying, it. Logically, that was a little bullshit. No, no, but I, definitely. I allowed it. I allowed it because <laughs> it was, it was a really cute moment to see. But it is also, it's bullshit. But it's, they, a oh, yeah. They hadn't moved to the garden yet. They hadn't. <laughs> Wait. So you mean to tell me this embassy needs to save on an electricity bill? Like, no. Yes. No. Yes. You mean yes. this country with this private ass plane? You don't, hey man, how do you think they afford the plane? They cut, they cut down on other costs. <laughs> they cut costs I, on the garden. Okay. I also wanted to note, like as we're talking about like healthy tropes, the 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 thing that's nice about this movie is like you don't see Mia getting mistreated by Josh, right? Like I think the problem is mostly that she doesn't know how he would be, but as soon as he's bad to her she's like oh we don't hang around with people who are bad to me yeah so it's not yeah. like she went through an abusive situation where she like mm. immediately understood if you're not nice right. to me then i don't like you anymore and mm -hmm. we got the redemption at the end where she um whatever with the soccer and the baseball and the whatever oh yeah that right, was right. really nice which also yeah. that was wild when they were playing that game and the co the pe coach was like you're gonna fail gym if you don't <laughs> if you don't score point yeah. Listen, what I get it. Iowa is though is on the verge of failing gym, so I get it. Also, I mean, this gym teacher who was apparently everywhere because yeah. she was at the gym and then she was also at the beach the when all yeah. shit happened. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, okay. I wait. We have to talk about how great Sandra Owen. Oh no, I was oh, saving yes. her. I, I meant to say that. Her. Oh, <laughs> I'm saving well, her. The title credits. We're looking at the names, and then as soon as Sandra O came up, we were like, "Holy shit, Sandra O's in this movie!" Yes, Sandra O is Vice her. Principal Gupta. Okay, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. We got it. We got it. We got it. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I love her. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go through a couple things. I'm gonna go through a couple things, and then we're gonna talk about Sandra O. Why were there cheerleaders just hanging, like doing cheer stuff during regular gym class? Um, yeah, that, that bothered weird. me. That was Why? very weird. M and M's on a pizza, jail. Um, <laughs> I thought it's very cute, very quirky. It was cute, but also so mad. Um, and also, the pizza under the M and M's looked disgusting. Oh, right? it was, it was <laughs> yes, no, it was everything shit. about that was wrong. Like everything <laughs> yeah, about yeah. that was so wrong. Yeah, like you honestly, you get so distracted by the M and M's that it takes <laughs> yeah. a second to realize that's a garbage pizza. Like, <laughs> yes. That's a garbage pizza. Now, okay, because yeah. I I gotta I gotta speed this along because I gotta go 
to I have my I'm see my family. Um the poor strip gag, incredible. So funny that she's like, oh no, I got a poor strip on. Ah, I gotta rip it off. And then she's oh, in pain man. the whole time while she's talking to Michael, who is like honestly a little too butthurt for the situation. Like, I get, hey, someone you've known for forever is rescheduling with you because all of a sudden she got invited to like the school event of the year that people are like looking forward to. And he's like hurt that she would go to that with some other guy. But she's also like, hey, I went. I learned that, like, actually, I do like you a lot more than I ever could like that guy. And, like, yes, they got a picture of her getting kissed by him. But she's clearly, like, being kissed on and not being part of yeah. the kiss in that picture. Yeah, that that Everybody picture they print, clearly that shit wasn't consensual or wasn't. It wasn't also, what's time. up with Miss Backbend calling her Princess Pucker up? Like, where'd you come from, you fucking psycho? Oh, also, I liked that he was butthurt, though. I was like, he likes her. Well, so I was, I was also going to say, he's, he's the definite. He reminds me of, honestly, like a lot of boys when they were that age, and as, as well as myself, of like getting mad that a girl doesn't want to go out with you. But it's also like, bro, you didn't ask her out. Yeah. Like, of course she's going to go out with another guy when you don't ask her out. Like so Michael asked her to hang out and Anne Hathaway was like, so it's a date. And he's like, right. well, no, no, not a date. Like, right. he's like, she's like, well, I'm, we're going to a place. There's going to be music. We're going to have, we're going to get dinner. Right. He's like, oh yeah, definitely going to get dinner. Okay. Well, like, then it's, then it's a date. And he's like, I guess it is. You know, it's like, she's the one. Yeah. Set, like clarifying it he, with him. If he Look, didn't end he's up he's a little bit more and he looks like a fucking drowned rat. All right. I'll fucking buy this shit. He's, he's all right? the boy who if he didn't end up getting Mia at the end, he would be the one who would be yelling about the friend zone on Twitter <laughs> over and over. That that is his energy. To be uh, fair, that's why we got Chris Pine in the Princess Diaries, too. Yeah, that is fair. I'll say oh, he has the I, energy of somebody. I'm not watching that one. He has I'm coming back of, to do. I'm coming back to do. Princess you think Diaries that too. you think that you're coming back for all the other wedding movies, though? OK, but OK, okay so hold on. Tassie Cow is now another co-host of the podcast. I do want I, to come back for all the <laughs> wedding movies, though. Absolutely. Okay, happy let's do them. I'll say I'll say. This guy, Michael, in this movie, this guy looks like he would have the funniest death in a Final Destination movie. That's <laughs> that's like where I'm at with him. That's when I see him going, I guess you can call me royally flushed. I was like, oh, fucking how hilarious would it be if a nail gun just went off right now? Like, <laughs> yo, fuck this guy. Fuck this loser dweeb. His, his lines were a little questionable, but there was a moment I, that really made me laugh where he was talking to Lily and he's like, you have to relax. You have to breathe. Like, yeah. who, and then he just yeah. seamlessly puts a harmonica up. And so... <laughs> that was funny. That was good. That is a good moment. Okay. Sandra. Oh, Sandra. Oh, the queen. We love Sandra, her. Sandra. Oh, uh, study theater in Montreal. Shout out. She um, was from Ottawa. Yeah, shout she out. She was Sandra so fun o. in this movie. Arguably, and, her breakout role in my opinion. arguably, arguably. You know why? Because in 
compilations of like Disney movies. Like there have been so many iconic Disney movies in the in the past, and they have like a montage of a bunch of Disney movies. Like oh, clip clip clip. You know which one makes it in as like a great like way to break up the fast pace of it and bring it back? Is her going on the phone going uh huh, right uh huh, uh huh. The queen is coming. That is excellent. It's burned into my memory. Also, it's a great meme. Do you see the memes of yes. everybody taking their cats and doing that scene? Yes. And they yeah. hang up their cat. It's iconic. Yeah. Oh, TikTok. Also, it. Yeah. Also, the joke, honestly, it got me so hard. It gets me every time of being like, I'm so sorry that we don't have finer China. And then to the mom, she goes, here. It's, and then they pull back. It's so funny every yeah. time. A, a fucking styrofoam cup or whatever. <laughs> Especially because they zoom in so close on on the the teacup, and she's like yeah. shaking so hard, and mm-hmm. then it pulls all the way back, and she's just like fucking here. Basically, launches the <laughs> coffee cup into like Mia's mom's hands. Was, I also it... like the moment where the cheerleaders are freaking out because of the baseball, and she's like, "Oh, it's a ball for God's sake, not a snake." <laughs> like... Yeah. Although I was like, "Why is she the one leading the cheerleading team?" We ask a lot of questions where the answers are bad. Um, I love Sandra O oh in this. Arguably, not enough Sandra O. Oh. Okay. Oh, absolutely. We yeah. wanted her to be to have like yeah. a, a callback at the end. I agree, and she. We really want her one. to be at the ball. Yeah. Yes. I was she, she Why would be she be ball. invited? Why? You know who those, I didn't. Those bus guys came. Yeah, but they were they were given the Geneva the Genovian <laughs> order. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. So they had an automatic invite. And like, hold on, is those two like the the mo- the two like ugliest and like I mean this in a respectful way. They're such ugly people. Mm-hmm. Like who are so, like if she doesn't accept, then we're gonna take over the country. They are like they look like if they were drawn in a cartoon, they would look like they're actively melting. And like they captured that in human form. No joke. I think the guy's dead now, and I'm not gonna feel bad about saying this. If he's not, I'm just not gonna feel bad about saying it anyway. The, the uh, joke, the joke where the husband of that couple sees um Mia coming down for the ball and he goes to his wife, like, you're much prettier than her, and then she turns around. Uh-huh. I, I feel like that joke wouldn't really fly nowadays, but God, it got me so good. Yeah, yeah, because it was unnecessary shade. <laughs> like, why? Why are that whole couple was like princess? unnecessary in the sense that like we don't get much of a payoff, but they were necessary to show like the pressure that the country is under, yeah. I guess. But at the same time, like, why weren't they? Like, why they didn't have like a nefarious plot to like kill the queen when she's stuck at the trolley or anything? You know, they're not, they're just like, oh, we're gonna take over by the rules. You know what I mean? And like, so it made me take them so unserious and whatever. And that's great. I don't care about them whatsoever. But they look like wax figurines. I think this movie did do a really good job of setting up stakes. Like, you know how hard yeah. it is to write a script. I feel like the the places where they yeah. put in stakes, but then also made it so it wasn't like overtaking the story or yeah. like derailing you from what was happening was really well done. Cassie, are we going to have to rewatch this movie to like w- as a reference for our buddy cop movie that we're working on? Yeah, we're going to uh, have to watch Princess Diaries too. <laughs> oh, God. I think Written it's time by we Shonda go- Rhimes. Well, so I just wanted to, before we go to Roses what? and Thorns. Yeah, I know, right? Before we go to yeah, Roses we have and to Thorns, watch it. 
I just wanted to say a couple things. One, yes, uh, I love that Sandra O oh did a good mix of like being the supportive person to her students, but then mm -hmm. also being super infatuated and caught up with royalty. Oh, insane. Uh, I was Great also job. looking at the fun facts. Apparently, during auditions, Anna Hathaway fell out of her chair and she yeah. was immediately given the part because of Ooh. the fact that the character was clumsy. Mm -hmm. uh, and then one of my favorite jokes in the movie was like we were talking about before, where it felt like there was a lot of lines they just added in post. I think and I know which one, one you're them, gonna say, and I can't wait. Uh, so there's one where like over the intercom, uh, someone was just like, yeah, someone, that's it. someone was like, I knew it. What's the you word? Piece of shit! You're a fucking asshole. What's the school? If you're gonna do this, you better learn to not laugh now during it it's again. Time for Bachelor News. Brayden and Christina Mandro got engaged. That's the Bachelor News. We're done with the segment. It's over. We can't. I can't do it. Chris, we why? Joey season starts this week. <laughs> I hate that it's Joey. I don't uh that's it for Bachelor News. It starts this week. Chris, are we watching this? I was going to watch it on my own. Allie and I were going to watch it together. So you're you uh, want, I'm asking, do you want to talk it, about it? Do you want to like bring the show back? No. OK, cool. Thank you. We're going to still our right, hiatus got a remains. Lot of wedding movies to go through. <laughs> yeah, we oh. really do. We really do. I All can't right, come cool. back if you talk about the Bachelor. You can. We'll just have it be the rom-com movies. We are taking an extended break from the Bachelor franchise, and that includes mm -hmm. Joey's season. So you heard it here first. Sorry, everybody. And also, you're welcome, everybody. And also, it's time for Roses and Thorns. I have to leave and be on the road in six minutes. Um, Chris, start us off with your Roses and your Thorns. Uh, Roses goes to, honestly, every aspect of this movie. Honestly, it was just so fun, and it was great. It ages it so great. well. As we talked about already in the pod, it's just like I feel like this show is so many healthy relationships and mm -hmm. it's just I feel like it, it uses tropes, but it doesn't use them too much. It doesn't rely on them. It just playfully does it. I also liked the running joke of how she kept insisting on running on the lawn of the embassy. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, all the and languages the, and all the languages <laughs> telling her to get the fuck off the grass. I thought that yeah. was really funny. So uh, Hector Alizondo is just. Um, um, amazing Bro, king, uh, king and actually rose king goes shit. to the the queen and the head of security's relationship blossoming over the movie Bro. that was probably my favorite part ah. to see i hate to do this but i gotta google if hector the other room and they start to hold hands was truly just love it grace uh horns oh. goes to okay he's M &Ms still alive. on the keyboard um yeah thank you <laughs> Yeah, M uh Thorn goes to Eminem's on the keyboard. What what was that all about? Uh and also uh it's a rose for Manny Moore being able to play a bitch so well, but also Thorn for that character was just such a bitch. Uh <laughs> yeah. and that's it. Hector Elizondo's 87 now, by the way. Just a heads up. Isn't that crazy? Oh that's anyway. crazy. Go ahead. That's it, you said. You're yeah, done with the roses and thorns? Yeah. Cassie, how about you? What are your roses and your thorns? I mean, I don't have thorns. I love this movie. I'm also yeah. thrilled that it aged so well because I actually haven't oh, watched yeah. it in like maybe a decade or something. And mm. it just, it hit all the spots in my heart. 
And oh. the thing that I didn't remember that I'm appreciating so much from watching it over now is how much physical and visual humor there is in this movie. So that, much like most comedy, straight up comedy movies are not achieving. And oh, yeah. and I think it's a crime for us to finish this episode without mentioning it. That finger statue finger in the mouth thing got oh, me so hard. Yeah. And what? especially where she breaks the finger off of the statue mm-hmm. and she doesn't know where to oh put it. Oh my god! And then the camera also. I'm like, that was I'm, so I'm fucking funny. Thinking so much more about like cinematography and stuff since I've been filming more things. But like, uh-huh. she does it and she puts it in, and I almost miss the. That's what she does. But then the camera pulls up so that you watch her leave, and then it just centers on the statue with the little finger the... stuck in it. So good. And then the finger comes back at the end, at the ball, and the, the people are looking at it, and they're like, we think it's high art. Maybe it's like cheese or whatever. It was so funny. So funny. That's so stupid. I forgot it's all about a, that. It's such a funny movie. I genuinely think all of those physical bits like land so hard. And I honestly yeah. didn't even expect that Anne Hathaway could pull off of these things, but she's, she's nailing she's it. So great. Yeah. Yeah. She's so fucking good in this movie. Um, you have I do, no thorns. I do. Okay, fine. I ha- I Thank do have you. a thorn. I don't like Michael's sideburns at the end. That really took <laughs> me out of the whole thing. <laughs> Hell yeah. Those sideburns are comical. Yeah, they're bad, dude. It fucking sucks. I've got roses. I've got thorns. Check this shit out. Roses. The movie's great. I think the <laughs> this movie. I had so much fun watching this movie. I cried watching this movie. I laughed yeah. watching this movie. It has aged so well. Anne Hathaway is a gift to entertainment. Hector Elizondo and Julie Andrews together. I, my heart melts. Um, I I just I really really enjoyed this movie. And there's a lot to love about it. The healthy relationships. We've talked about all this good stuff. <laughs> Sandra O oh with the fucking the queen is coming call. Um, you know, it, it, there's a lot of stuff that's like the ADR lines, the Feng Shui class uh, yeah. line. The there's a lot about this movie that is just still so good and so funny and like worth revisiting. Um it's a delightful surprise considering, you know, I, I, I could, you can't assume anything's going to age well. And uh, this remarkably did thorns, Lily, go fuck yourself. But Heather Matarazzo gets a rose because I really like her. I yeah, always have. Great. I've always had a little crush on Heather Matarazzo. She's got such a weird face. It's amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, And uh, she's also in like Hostel too, and has like the most brutal kill. It's insane. If you're a horror fan, she has the most brutal kill. I do think casting overall was really great and kind of unexpected, not super tropey. Yeah, Yeah. and um, I hated the Eminem stuff. (laughs) Um, Michael uh, with the sideburns, looking like a fucking drowned rat. No, thank you. Um, I love Rose for the fucking dinner party scene. I could watch that again right now. I would love that improv, like imitating her with the sherbet, the putting the guy's uh, flaming arm in the ice bucket and throwing a yeah. glass on it. Also yeah. great. You know what I love when she turns around and she's like, was that my fault? And the guys are nodding so yeah. big. That really got so me. big. Also, you can see it when she's doing where she has the sherbet and they're all reacting. Yeah. The guy yeah. like yeah. All kind of lets 
a smile and a laugh out. Like he almost breaks character I mean, a little bit. I mean, and stays he's right breaking in. that whole scene. entirely. It was so yeah. delightful. I think they're just having fun. I think yeah. it's just so nice. Julie Andrews in this movie is just incredible. It's one of those yeah. things that like this movie makes me like rethink a bunch of stuff like oh my god do i want to be a royal princess like maybe <laughs> you know what i mean like this is such yeah. a delightful little movie and um it it just you know there's a lot to enjoy about it obviously thorns for um like uh, the villains but i will also say there's a moment that we haven't discussed yet that i have in my notes that i just want to bring up literally a minute before i have to go um mia shows up to school the day that the day after like news breaks that she's a princess and what are there? Why are there children like literal, like there are two young girls in like wheelchairs at the school waiting for her. And I'm oh, yeah, like, that was what weird. This is a I high school. want to meet a princess. But then also she went to go sign that book and she wrote in print princess princess and then <laughs> scratch so it out funny. yeah she scratched that but that was so funny but i think yeah. that's so like fun like i thought that was so meaningful that she was like you don't need to be a princess because they're there mm-hmm. because they want to meet a princess but right. she's yeah. telling her like i'm just you don't, me. Need, to I don't need to be a princess right yeah. i thought look it's sweet but i also was like wild that that's this is like out of high school and jeremiah is holding on to the kids like jeremiah oh my god jeremiah the magician you know what, kid. You know what I thought was wild though that like I think it's cute that she signed the thing for the for the kid yeah. in the wheelchair, but she just whizzed by those other two kids. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, she did not give a fuck about most. She of those was press trained. All right, I she mean, was press trained. She knew. She knew. She to, who you got to prioritize yeah. and then go. Yeah. On. God. Anyway, that does it for the Princess Diaries episode of We Didn't Get a Rose. If if you haven't followed her yet, make sure you fucking do at mm-hmm. the Cassie Cow. Check out my and Chris's uh, link trees, uh, Chris mm-hmm. Mejia Comedy, Mike Carroza. Check out all of our dates and deets and follow us at We Didn't Get a Rose. We love you very much and thank you for listening. Uh, bop, bop, zop, zop, baby. It's a new catchphrase. Bye.